0: Hi, I'm Kieran and welcome to the Growth Lessons Podcast. I run a community called Launch MBA where motivated makers who want to become founders support each other in shipping 12 products or ideas in 12 months to see what gets traction. We host regular Ask Me Anything sessions with successful founders where we ask them about their past failures, their learnings, and how this translated into success. You're about to hear one of those sessions. I hope you enjoy it. Very excited to welcome Harry Dry. Um, Harry's have been making it big in the news recently, but only one of them is launching a marketing course as far as I know, and he's here with us. Um, I'm sure everyone's already heard of you, Harry, uh, cause, uh, we see your stuff everywhere and it's just, like the go-to for making a landing page. Don't even bother asking anyone for advice, just, just goes to go to Harry's guide, uh, your your reputation is uh, pretty impressive, but we'd love to hear a bit about your backstory, uh, just to give you some background on our, our community. Uh, so we're uh, essentially, we're all, we're all makers. We're all trying to launch 12 products in 12 months as a way to kind of learn and get used to the idea of failing um, and basically taking lots of small bets uh, with the idea that we'll we'll get better and we'll increase our chances of succeeding with something. Um Most of us are building with no code. Some of us are building with code. And one of the things about no code is that it's just made it possible to, for anyone almost to build stuff. So now that the technical side of things is taken out of the equation, the the biggest challenge for everyone is definitely getting stuff in front of people who want it. Uh, And that's where marketing comes in. So uh, yeah, if you could start off just telling us a bit about how you got into marketing and, and your story so far, and then I'm sure we'll have loads of questions. Sweet. Well, firstly, uh, I'm just on the website
1: now, and I am very much one of you guys. Like, I motivate makers make to to build businesses by doing it. Well, that's pretty much me. So um, I do marketing now, but before that, I mean, the last four years, I've pretty much been doing the kind of sick, I think I've probably set up about six things, and this is the one which has, has taken off the best, and I've got probably five failures under my belt, and nothing wrong with failing, obviously. Um, so... Yeah, it's pretty cool to talk to you. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm literally doing what you're doing, so I'm, I'm sure we've got a lot in common, and I'm looking forward to hearing about your businesses and stuff. Um, I started out. I left. Let me think about this. I left university. I'll keep it short. So we can get into get into your businesses, but left university, learned to code actually, uh, and I built a I built a Twitter Canvas business, which was a pretty bad idea. Uh, I didn't really know what marketing was at that point, so I just put it on product on and you know, hope that people would come and check it out and stuff. And um, they, they did for one day. And then after that one day, the traffic just got lower and lower and lower. And actually we did a fun giveaway. We, we sent all these Twitter canvases. It's quite hard to explain really, but we sent these these real canvases to, to YouTubers. And um, we had one huge spike because a YouTuber uh, out in America opened it on this thing called Mail Time, the thing the YouTubers do where they open fan mail and the video had about 4 million views and she she pinned our website in in the video so that was my first sort of experience like getting quite getting results from marketing i guess that was what that's what got me a bit more interested in, in the marketing side of it but the canvas business was just a rubbish idea for so many reasons i think mainly because i couldn't really validate the idea at all i just had this hunch that people wanted it but you know i didn't really it wasn't a real problem. I was just making it up as I went. Then uh, I wrote a book, which didn't do very well either, and struggled to, to get any attention on that. Then I, uh, my mum and dad were like, you've got to get a job. So I, just before I got a job, I thought, all right, I'm going to go for it once more. And I made a dating site for Kanye West fans, um, which did really well for about three months, five, four months, five months, and then slowly but surely, petered out because you know it wasn't I think I think the question which I learned at this point was like you know marketing is basically how can I get eyeballs on what I'm making sustainably and sustainable is the key word because you can sort of like throw stuff on forums or you can launch on product on whatever um, but if it's not sustainable you're not really going to go anywhere in the long term said so I got I got this job and then um, I started writing marketing articles whilst I was working there and slowly but surely, the subscriber list grew a bit, and I got a sponsor for the website, an email company, uh, just by emailing them. And I think they were paying me about six hundred pounds a month, so really not too much at all. But that was enough to say I'm going to leave my job and try and sort of do this, do this, you know, full time. And the difference with the current website, uh, which is something called Marketing Examples, was because it was content based. Every week, I'd write something new. And I kind of like a little mini launch, because I could share it on Reddit, I could share it on Twitter, I could share it on to the newsletter, I could I could um, put it on LinkedIn. And slowly but surely, the, the email list kind of grew, and I was building a bit more of a solid base. Uh, and yeah, then it kind of, it, 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 it did all right. And now it's it, it's been about 20 months, I think. And email lists, I think about 53,000 people now, uh, which is,
0: uh, yeah, pretty good, I guess so for for me certainly marketing has always been a bit of a a dark art something i'm very nervous of and anytime i've had to do something that's a bit like marketing in my job i would never say that i'm actually doing marketing what how would you define marketing for someone who's who doesn't really know much about it uh i would say don't overthink it like at the end of the day we we're trying to make
1: products i think you sort of get get it in front of people uh, um that's and and then once you do that they'll tell you if it's good or not so that you know you've got to let, let's say you make a I don't know you, you've you've made like some sort of podcast software for example you you write a um you write an email you send it to someone that's marketing you get up, got it in front of one person um and then you know they'll tell you if it's if it's a if it's a product worth solving or not or if it if it's worth paying for or not so I think there's two stages to it I guess there's like figuring out if what you're doing's got any value Um, the very, very early stages of marketing. And then that's a bit different from being like, oh, this has actually got people like this. Let's let's do proper marketing. Let's like run ads and let's hire people or let's, you know, scale scale it up a bit, um, it's probably two stages. Um, and, and, and I think, I think you should know where you're at. Like there's no point doing, um, big time hundred pound, sorry, not hundred pound, like thousand pound ad marketing. If you, if you. So you really want to make sure that you have something people properly thinking about about it i think
0: so it seems like a couple of the the kind of experience that you had at the beginning at least that went viral um they were kind of situation where you hadn't validated the idea yet and you'd gone you'd gone big before you knew if people actually wanted what you what you were selling is that still an approach that you would take like try to go viral if you can or is it are you a lot more kind of considered now
1: No, I would say don't go viral is the best advice I got. I think that uh, Derek Sivers wrote this one line, which I think is really accurate, which is don't um, start a business until people are asking. So I have been doing articles for 20 months. And then just last week, I was like, hey, I'm working on a course. And that's because over the last few months, enough people have been like, you should really make a course. So I kind of knew that when I said it was coming out, that it was going to be received okay but but the old me like two three years ago would have come out and been like hey i'm working on a course from day one but people like people don't really want a course they don't even think i'm any good at that point so um obviously that line from derek sivers you know there's it's not foolproof you can definitely start a business before people want you to but um there's so many examples of this i'll give you one off the top of my head jordan o'connor um runs what does he run? Help me out, Kieran. What's his website? Um, Do you know, uh, Closet Tools. Uh, is that it? He runs Closet Tools. Oh. Closet Tools. That's the one. And yeah, Closet Tools. And his his wife had this problem. She was using Poshmark, a um, kind of like I don't really know what it is to be honest with you. It's just a way of selling clothes online, I think. And he solved a problem for his wife, and then she kind of told her friends, and then. Um, no one was really solving this problem out there. So he made this thing available online and it was free and then people started using it and then he was like, Hey, this is a business. Now people want to pay for it. So I I like his approach where you you really start solving a couple of people's problems and you know, your, your first customer can be yourself really. And then, and then sort of grow it and, and look at proper marketing. Like what I mean by proper marketing is like SEO. Whereas now Jordan puts so much work into into seo and writing articles and trying to get backlinks but that's not really what you should do at the start at the
0: start you've just got to get
1: your first 10 customers in a way
0: yeah i mean i think that's a great way of, of thinking about starting a business but so many people are in this situation where no one is asking them to start a business i think you have to like put yourself in a certain situation or at least he was lucky in that his his partner was using this quite new tool and she was asking for help with it and there was like something technology could do but i think a lot of people are in a situation where no one's asking them to start a business no one's even got like remotely problems that need solving or that could be solved by technology and that's where it gets tricky that's true i mean i haven't got
1: answers at all (laughs) i guess one one situation where maybe this example is let's say you wrote on the indie hackers forum like um hey i'm working on you're trying to do something with email maybe you're trying to create like a really simple email product i've no idea what it is and then you say i've made this for me does this does anyone else want this um and um if if no one really does you won't get any replies or maybe you'll strike a nerve and people will like this is a real problem i'm solving um i don't know i mean yeah it's tricky There's, there's no sort of one way of 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 getting it right that's the problem it's very tricky and um obviously most people, you know, can't get it right. It's, it's, the success rate isn't too high.
0: When, when you when you started marketing examples, so you've got no like formal marketing training, you were just interested in, in it, is that right? Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? That's the other thing. Like
1: people email me now thinking that I, I know a lot about marketing and maybe I do, but honestly, this is just two years of, of reading a lot of articles about it, doing it myself, and being really uh, deliberate, I guess, and um, real eye to detail on the article. I I have, you know, I've never been a, never been in, in marketing, never had a serious role in a job in, in marketing. But that's fulfil it. I think that's motivating in a way because um, we're all making it up as we go along. You know, we really are. Like people, my my account on Twitter has got ridiculous amount of followers. People assume that I'm I've been doing this for ten years, and they're like, then they realise that this is actually someone who's been going for two years and is pretty young um so honestly we're all making it up as we go along and this whole like what's it called uh what's the word where it's um <laughs> the one where you think you're a fraud what's the phrase Imposter oh, syndrome. Um, when you think imposter syndrome,
2: imposter syndrome. yeah like yeah.
1: we've all got imposter syndrome we've all got it
2: That's
0: yeah well one of the um, one of the things so... i love about you is that you're just way more honest about that and i see you like asking people for advice all the time whereas anyone else with 100,000 Twitter followers. Basically, they're just like out there dishing out advice left, right, and center and not replying to anyone's questions or anything like that. So I think it's really refreshing to be like that. I can't believe you ha- have that many Twitter followers. It's pretty insane. I think here's here's the thing that I want to
1: make a quick point about this is that uh, because we're in like the, the sort of making products community thing, it's a cool thing to have in inverted commerce is followers on Twitter. But honestly, most people making successful businesses don't have any Twitter followers. They don't even have Twitter accounts. And I think that it's so easy to get sucked into just a sort of a lot of rubbish that like I have to, it would be really useful if I had a, another couple of hundred people follow me on Twitter. And yeah, if your mark, if your product is aimed at that audience, hundred percent, but there's easy ways to build businesses where it, it, it doesn't all have to run through sort of like I'm a entrepreneur and I'm making products for entrepreneurs because that's pretty crowded. So if you were... I think some, here's an example. My, my parents run an education company and the marketing um, in and, and they've got so few competitors that they're just bobbing along fine um, with pretty awful marketing product, which is solid, but like not unbelievable. And it's because it's not a saturated market. Closet Tools is another great example of this. It's, it, there's not like a hundred um, indie hackers trying to make what Jordan O'Connor did because it's it's just a bit out there. And I think that you can end up becoming so crowded. It's kind of like, I'm making something for um, for another product for indie hackers. There's so much competition that it's tricky.
0: Um, so when you started marketing examples, um, like what what did it feel like? What kind of traction did you get initially? And how did you, or at what point did you think, you know, this is going to, this is becoming something I should like really focus on it and stick with it?
1: Um, let me flash, remind myself. Uh, so I, I did the thing where I think this is a advice you hear over time i'm sure kieran's met before but i did the thing where you launch quite early uh, a really kind of classic mistake to make i think is spend sort of six months on something you're putting so much work in such a sunk cost so i did about two months of writing uh case studies marketing examples by myself and i think i had about 12 or 10 or something like that and then i just i i, I tweeted it, it which kind of ironic to my old advice which was that you don't have to use these platforms but um and then I did something which was kind of, kind of uh, in hindsight, quite obvious. But I got pretty lucky at the time. I wrote an article about Nomad List's SEO, and the founder of Nomad List is someone called Peter Levels, who has quite a big audience. And luckily for me, he shared the article on his, his Twitter account, so that that got me my first hundred subscribers like that. And um, yeah, a little bit, little bit lucky looking back. But I think the, I think I mean, if you're in the very specific tip this, but if you're in the content game. Uh, writing um, about people who do have audiences fairly smart move it sort of helped me consistently I wrote an article about a comedian called Andrew Schultz and again same thing he, he shared it and loads of new kind of subscribers or um, followers on that day um, it, it works all the time to be honest with you a very minor tip but that's how I got started my first hundred and then it felt really different to all the other businesses I had I, someone said I think someone said to me once that uh, when you have a bit of traction you'll know and I didn't really know what they meant because I'd never had any kind of serious, sustainable traction before. And then with this one, every day I I'd check the email list and it was like 10 new people have signed up and I didn't really know where they'd come from. It was, I, I had no idea it wasn't. Really, and I just kind of realized that if that's happening um, every day, then people probably want this. And I think that it came, kind of came down to there being a bit of a gap because there's lots of marketing content out there, but it's a lot of it's really long. A lot of it's written for search engines. So I kind of thought, what do people really want? Well, they, they like examples and practical stuff. So I think that that gap was the, the break, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's genius, really, because I, I never read any marketing articles, but I read all of yours uh, just because they're so easy to consume. And you just got the format perfect with your tick and your cross, which I see <laughs> tons of people kind of trying to copy, including me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it how how did you come up with that or was it was it did it just seem obvious to you no so i copied it from someone else this is the
1: thing people <laughs> people think of it um so there's someone called steve Shoger who's a designer and he started with this tick and cross idea way before me two years before me and i loved steve Shoger. he taught me design um i'll, I'll share it in his his um tips in the slack in slack but or in the in the chat but i i just thought this is such a good, this is such a good, people love comparison. So if you can show the before and after, it makes it so clear. So I thought I'll take what he does in design and apply it to marketing. And then funnily enough, someone in the NBA has started doing this thing as well. Well, they'll kind of do these quick tips with before and afters and go for it. And it's just a way which is really great of getting through communication, um, of, of making a, I guess, of making a message clear, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think it really is. It's um, it just really works so well. But then every time I see someone using it, I'm just like, oh, come on, be original. Just copy no, Steve Steve
1: would Steve probably got it from Wes Boss. I think it's the whole trade of people <laughs> using
0: this thing. And how do you, how do you find inspiration for like new articles? Because they're like so varied. The things you, you're talking about. Like, how do you come up with them?
1: Um, let me think of that. Well, I think that the, the 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 information we put in our in our heads is like. Well, the, the stuff we can create is very much the stuff we've experienced or the stuff we've read. So um, you've got to just like read a bunch of different stuff, I guess. Like I, I, I think one real big breakthrough article I had was, was this one. It was about how Nike sold their first shoes. And it was all about this person called Jeff Johnson, who was um, Nike's first employee. And he used to go to track meets up and down the, the US and he'd sell shoes from the boot of their car. And that's how Nike sold their first, um, I think he sold about 50,000. just a prolific salesman. And this story is in this book called Shoe Dog. And it's really well written by the founder of Nike, uh, Phil Knight. And he lays it out across a few chapters. And I just just condensed his three chapters into something much shorter and used a lot of quotes from the book and obviously gave credit to the book. But um, that was a really big break breakthrough article. And it wasn't really hard. I literally just took three chapters of a book and shortened it into the best kind of couple of paragraphs, four or five, six, seven paragraphs. And I think it got on Hacker News. And that was, a, again, like a really big deal in, this, in the early days. Um, and I think the lesson there is that, like, I think originality is quite overrated. Um, all my stuff is just examples. So it's other stuff people have done really well. And then I just find it and tell you about it. Um, so it's just about having your ear to the ground, I suppose. Um, and... Lots of browsing on Reddit, I think, is where I find quite a few of them.
0: Yeah, I think it's I a think... really good combination of, like, kind of finding all these great stories, but also being able to pull out, like, the most important parts of it uh, and and summarise them succinctly in a way that people are easily able to consume. And that's why, you know, having all the graphics and the, the format of your emails is just so readable. Like, I don't know if there's any science that goes into that, but it kind of feels like there is because... I get so many email newsletters that I, I don't open, or if I do, I don't get, get through them all, but yours, I always get to the end. Have you put a lot of thought into that? Yeah. So
1: what I think I realized is that that it's really quite hard to get a blog, a really long blog read by lots of people because we're just so busy. So I st- I, I started, a lot of my traffic came through, came through Twitter. So I did these threads on Twitter where I'd take the article and I'd share it as a Twitter thread. And then I started doing that for LinkedIn slideshows as well, where I take the article and then I take break it into slides on LinkedIn and same on Instagram. But then because I was putting so much thought into Twitter, I kind of had this restriction whereby I've got to make a new point every 240 characters because that's how long a tweet is. So if you look at the, the, the newsletter, it literally is pretty much tweet by tweet is how what well it's written. And you can't really waffle too much. If you restrict yourself to the that that limitation, so it's kind of like, and, and also images are so key as well. I think that breaks it up a lot. Um, and a really practical tip for the email is something I realized I got that stole this from indie hackers actually, but the the font Avenir Next is available on on Macs like a default. It's Mac has it inbuilt in their system. So what people do is they put these newsletters in kind of horrible fonts, um, but but if you're using a Mac, they it reads this font automatically. So if you ever, if anyone subscribes to the newsletter, I, I personally, I, I, when I send it out and it's not a Mac, I'll read it and be like, oh, that font sucks. But um, if you set the font to Avenue Next, it, it will look good, your, your email, uh, put it out. It's, it's a simple, simple
0: thing. But I mean, that that is very important because I always look at Indie Hackers' emails and yours, and I think that font is so nice. It just, it really does make a big difference to so, like readability and like, yeah, how much yeah. you want to carry on reading. <laughs>
1: I think the lesson is just steal ideas from everywhere. That's that's what I did my whole my whole time. Like Cortland at the end of the Indie Hackers newsletter once put a little pink box which said, um, I really enjoyed this podcast. And if if it, if if you listen to it and like it, why go ahead and like share it on the social media? It would mean a lot to the guy who's on the podcast or whoever was on the podcast. And I thought, oh, that's quite a nice, sort of quite a subtle call to action. So I started doing that and all my best articles I'd write at the bottom. Um Oh, this one took me quite a long time to, to write if, if you find it useful i'd really appreciate it if you share it on social media or you forward it to a friend or whatever and um just yeah i i think my whole website honestly everything about it is just is just taken from other people in completely different areas um and i think that's yeah that's what i think i think there's so much to learn from other people really that's kind of i don't know i'm going on but that's the point
0: yeah yeah but you have to be willing to listen and you have to be on the lookout for for the good lessons and spot them. Like, I, yeah, I, I get, I started a, a newsletter um in early 2020 and I took tons of like tips from what you were doing. I had the little like call out box at the bottom and like a little intro and I tried to keep it like a nice structure but I found it really hard to find um lots of images and stuff. Like you, you must spend a lot of time creating those like custom images. Yeah, it takes ages. I think that's the unique thing about the newsletter is that whenever
1: I send an email, it genuinely has been one to two weeks of, of, of writing it. And that's without sounding arrogant, that's why it's good because it, it took me so long. So I think what most people probably do is they just do it in the morning, the morning of the day, or they spend a couple of days, maybe maximum on it. And if you go all in, that's the advice. I think that half, like kind of half measures don't really get you anywhere. So how, how can I stand out as someone who's got no real background in marketing? I can't, I can't write I've grown 7000 landing pages because I just haven't so how can I stand out and that's by spending a hell of a long time on on each on each article honestly like those images are several hours each And several versions of the image as well to try and get it as good as possible. Um, Just find a way to stand out was the kind of lesson.
0: So you think it's better to do quality over like quantity or consistency? Because I know I noticed you send your emails like kind of sporadically, whereas I was trying to stick to like a rigid like every week and then it got and went down to every two weeks. But even then I was finding like I was having to rush it towards the end just to hit that timetable.
1: I think there's two things here. So the first thing is um, quality over quantity, well, it depends if you're doing content marketing or you're starting a business, because if you're starting a business, I think you want to move really fast and it doesn't have to be polished and you don't have to have the font, right? It's just getting the information as do people want what I mean? And for that, a month's a really good time, time period. Um, for, for content marketing, I think that it's a really competitive space. Content marketing is really competitive. Companies are pouring so much money into doing it. And these are huge companies and you're trying to stand out ahead of them um so yeah spend time on it but i think the thing we've all got for art of auntie we're all kind of individuals and it's really easy to get behind an individual as opposed to get behind some big company who writes who writes something so i mean i remember someone called madison taskett wrote an article called how a lazy bitch like me learned to be productive and just because it's a personal piece it it took off and it became this i don't know it got a, a lot of traffic i believe on her on her blog so use that the fact that you're an individual um, because it's so much easier than getting click. If, if I worked for a company like SEMrush, I would struggle because you're strapped in as sort of like a faceless person writing their content. It's really hard to stand out. For there, your, your best chance is SEO. And I think a mistake a lot of people make is that they try and grow company Twitter accounts. I think that in the early days, that's really, 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 really hard. I would say don't, don't bother doing that unless there's edge cases, but go put, put it all through yourself and put, everything for your personal LinkedIn as well, because no one's going to, it's really hard to get a, a, a Twitter account uh, for a company, any kind of traction. Whereas if it's you being like, and, and it's kind of quite authentic and you're sort of, like, Hey, I, uh, this month, I made this amount, or we tried this, this month, or this is a, per- this is an article I I wrote and I really care about. That's so much easier to get traction.
0: Yeah. Every time I see a company Twitter account, like British Airways or Tesco and they've got like a few million followers, I'm thinking who, who is following them and why like what why do you enjoy reading British Airways tweets unless you're just following them to complain about their service which seems more likely <laughs> yeah. so how how much should we be worried about SEO or well, not worried about but like trying to do it because that's another black art for me and um I don't I don't know if it's like still relevant some people say it's not so relevant anymore but um tell us
1: uh well, look, this is completely contextual because it's it completely depends on what you're trying to make. So let me give you an example. If you've got like a, a yoga, uh, let, let's say you're doing hot stone massage in London, then you you want to make sure you've got a page on your website for hot stone massages in London because then when people Google hot stone massage London, hopefully there's probably only like, London's a bad example, Brighton, because there's fewer of them in Brighton. If you type hot stone massage Brighton, um, little town in England, probably big city actually in England, but not too big. Uh, you'll probably be in the top three because you're matching what they're Googling. Um, so you want to make sure you get that right. But I mean, if you've, I mean, for, uh, there's two kind of types of SEO, I guess there's like content marketing SEO where we'll take a while to kick in. I mean, I don't get that much traffic from all my content. It's, I think It's like 5,000 a month, maybe, which is nowhere near as much as my website gets from people coming to it. Uh, but let's say you've got a, uh, a, again, like a, a podcast tool, podcast video, video tool, uh, and you do something that people are Googling, but, um, but there's not that many people, other people doing it. People will Google the, you know, podcast video, compress podcast video, whatever. You want to make sure you've got your page ranked in Google because you'll be getting a lot of traffic that way. It completely depends on the product you're trying to build. It really does. Uh, and that's a pretty bad answer, <laughs> a little bit confusing, um,
0: no, it's yeah. I, I, it does make sense.
2: Like I really wanted to ask you a question about what do you think that you've done right in in marketing examples, right? So like the thing is, I know you uh, you launched, you did this, uh, you you wrote this twelve articles before launching. You you only put in two two months of work, and then you launched on product content stuff. But what made you uh, differentiate yourself from others? Because I had seen. Um, a lot of other directories like yours uh, launch on product hunt um, and they weren't successful like i know you put all of these hours or stuff but did you do something special with seo did you did you build the the site with wordpress because it it had greater positioning in the long run or what was the the big thing that you got right that that you think you got right
1: okay let me give you a minute <laughs> let's see if i can count myself to a minute uh yeah. a good question so i think this is probably the ma- the biggest It's probably two of the main things i got right so when i made the when i made the site the articles are, are good that's the first thing and they're short um so people like them that that's the most that, that's like without that i'm not going anywhere but with that i can still eat very easily and not go anywhere so what else did i kind of do right i worked really hard on distribution of the content so i found all these different Facebook groups, Twitter, Zest, LinkedIn, Hacker News. I found all the places where marketers hang out on the internet. And I thought I'm going to hit them with my articles where they're at right now. So then no one's going to come to marketexamples.com because they don't even know it exists. So I'm going to find them on Reddit Entrepreneur, and I'm going to share my article. And then um, you scroll down a bit, then I'm basically going to say, join the email list. So I shared 100 articles in in 15 different places on the internet the indie hackers forum designer news linkedin facebook groups slack groups um and then what i'd say at the end of them is like hey if you like this article um i write one article uh, uh a week and uh if you, you so I, I phrased it much better but it was pretty much like join the newsletter if you want one practical marketing case study a week um and people started joining an email list kickstarted started a bit of momentum but I think the email is the other thing I got. So distribution's key, but how do you grow an email list? You need you need people looking at your stuff, which I had, but you also need conversion. So I think that so many email forms kind of suck and there's no real reason to join them. So this um, simple subscribe page, um, dead simple, honestly, it was, was probably worth 25,000, half the amount of subscribers I got. So it says, hey, I'm Harry. Twice a month I share a new case study in my newsletter. It's short, sweet and practical. 50,000 marketed to read it. I'd love you to join. And then, just loads of people saying how how good it is, uh, how arrogant we are right now. Um, but but this clear like value proposition, like tr- uh, this guy Drew, I'm sure you, some of you will have heard of Drew Riley. It's the same thing. His one line summary is is valuable. Save two thousand hours of market research with five minute report. That's such a great line. And just off, if you can drive people to your website, and then you say something as good as save two thousand hours of market research with five minute reports um you want to, you're going to sign up for it so to make it really simple is I wrote stuff which was good it's the most important thing I wrapped it around a, a sort of cohesive thing like make it a thing so it wasn't a blog of disparate marketing examples uh, where I did loads of different things it was hey look everything's everything's an example it's all <laughs> it's all real everything's an example it's so easy to tell your friend um I oh, have a website called marketing examples it doesn't it doesn't take up brain juice trying to work out what's going on um, and and then you get people to the website and then um and then the, it converts really well and conversion is is like i really quickly zip through this is every from whatever point you're on on the this is like how to grow a newsletter 101 from whatever point you're on on the website you can sign up to the newsletter so it's got i've got a form, a form at the top um which is sticky so you can you can sign up there uh, there's a pop up which comes in after like a minute i think uh, sign up there after every single article I've got the same thing here. Join fifty thousand. Same same thing with some social proof, and then at the end of the article, I'll also write. Um, I, I I asked like a like a real person. I go, uh, if you enjoyed this one, please do join the newsletter. Nice and simple. I share a new case study every week, and um, and and I think that it can be that simple. Like it, it was it was kind of that simple here. Yeah. Write good. Write something good. Share it lo- in loads of places. Um, but 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 sorry. Last point I just thought of is is that my unique thing i was kind of good at is creating these images which look kind of solid and making the content really short and sharp that's something which i'm actually good at. i'm rubbish at loads of things but that was like one thing i could actually do better than most people so i don't i'm not saying copy what i've done at all because the chances are that your unique thing will just not be what mine was so build the f- business that only you can build is a, is, a, is a line i like like this fit everything i was good at because i was good at design I could make a nice website. I knew how to write well, because I'd already wrote uh, like a book a couple of years earlier. And um, and this fit everything I kind of had. So that's the thing, build the thing
2: only you can build. That was amazing, thank you.
3: I was gonna direct a question to you, Harry, though. Um, oh, sure, yeah, so Martin, go all ahead. Like, we're, we're all building like no code stuff. And some of us, have, like Karen said, we've got code skills as well. We're uh, an equal opportunities group, I think now um but uh yeah what are you building your course for example would you build your, your site with have you found the, like the tech skill side of things we you already versed in that or is that something that you've had to like
1: pick up while you go so when i learned the when i made the dating site for Kanye friends i had to get I, I did like a i went really hard on coding to try and learn this later. the site was pretty rubbish but i did learn coding then um but the the thing is that the thing i built the website in is it's literally in html and and javascript and then when I tell coders that, they think I'm an idiot. And I think that's the point, is mm-hmm. that no one, no one cares what your site's built. It's just no, it's just, no one's kind of getting hook, hooked up on it. I haven't built it yeah. in the smartest stuff at all. And that should probably be in something more complex, like something in like React or WordPress. But uh, it, it works, and that's all that matters. I, I literally wanted to just get, get something up there very quickly. Uh, and then, I, And then I assumed it wouldn't go very well. But it did, so then I just stayed with HTML and JavaScript, and maybe one day I'll change. But...
3: Okay, and how about your course? I know, Kieran, you are launching a course as well. I, I help people build courses, part of my freelance thing, but I uh, was interested in what platforms people are using, because there's so many kind of different ways to put that out there now, <laughs> and you could just literally have a HTML site with some kind of access and, and some YouTube videos, but like, have you got a, a choice of tool that you're going to launch that in, right?
1: uh i'll be open to your advice i haven't put literally any thought into it yet i knew it's something i had to i had to work yeah. out so what would you what would you recommend
3: uh i think a lot of people that i've been like content creators that i'm working with um podia.com works really well um i've been using that for a lot of people uh i mean there's so many of these types of things but if you want to keep it kind of like specific just to you and your audience yeah podia is really nice it has a load of um, like built-in tools for um, like um, getting referrals and things like that. So if you've got quite a big audience that wants to like push the product as well, I don't know. Check out Podio; it's really nice. And, and then, yeah, I mean, the this, this things like Corsaria and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, Podio might suit you as a, as a sort of like market now as well. Um, it's quite nice.
1: I will do
0: it. Let's get Yeah, thank you, Harry, so much. This was really awesome. We really appreciate uh, your generosity with your time and your knowledge and your humility when it comes to talking about your failures and things like that it's um it's really it's great to to see someone like you who's like so successful but you're basically on the same path as us just doing things slightly better thanks a lot for 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 listening and, and enjoying and stuff have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode. To read the Growth Lessons newsletter go to growthlessons.co and if you'd like to learn more about our community go to launchmba.co and remember everyone has a successful business in them. The only question is whether you can keep going long enough to find it.